The things that happened to you in life that caused you to get discouraged may not have been your fault, but it is your responsibility to get your courage back. Hi, I'm Tim Dumas, and let's talk about it in today's episode of the Hope for Healing Faithful Living Podcast. Hello, I am Tim Dumas, and thank you for joining me today. I do pray that you are doing well. We're talking about discouragement, and we're talking about getting your courage back. Now, like I said, I've heard it said that it may not be your fault that you got hurt or got discouraged, but it is your responsibility to get healed or get your courage back. Now, life sometimes can knock you down, but it's your responsibility to get back up. See, we can get discouraged, but we need to get our courage back. We need to get back our enthusiasm for life. Winston Churchill said, success consists of going from failure to failure without loss of enthusiasm. And Proverbs 24, 16 says, for a righteous man falls seven times and rises again. We're going to have hard times in this life. We're going to face troubles. That's what Jesus said. But he said, be of good cheer because I've overcome the world. We have to realize that. We have to realize we're not facing things alone. Because sometimes even our friends or maybe even our families will not be there for us or could even turn against us. So what do we do? Well, we have to realize who will always be there for us. Let me give you an example. First Samuel chapter 30, we see David and his mighty men have returned back to their camp only to find that the enemy had come to their camp, burned it down, and taken their families away. So let's look at 1 Samuel chapter 30, beginning with verse 4. It says, Then David and the people who were with him raised their voices and wept until they had no more strength to weep. David's two wives also had been taken captive, Ahinoam and Jezreel, and Abigail, the widow of Nabai of Carmel. And David was greatly distressed, for the people spoke of stoning him, because of all the people were bitter in their soul each for his sons and daughters. See, that's a bad situation. David himself is mourning, but now his friends and his troops and the people who are under his authority have turned on him and are talking about stoning him. But the Bible says this, but David strengthened himself in the Lord his God. Another translation may say David encouraged himself in the Lord his God. And David said to Abathar the priest, the son of Ahimelech, Bring me the ephod. So Abithar brought the ephod to David, and David inquired of the Lord, Shall I pursue after this band, or the, you know, the enemy? Shall I overtake them? And he answered him. This was God's answer to David. Pursue, for you shall surely overtake, and you shall surely rescue. Amen. So David and his band, his mighty men, his warriors had come back home only to find that the enemy had came to their camp, burned their camp, taken their wives captive, taken their children captive. And everybody was greatly distressed, including David. And at this time, when David needed people to stand with him, they actually turned against him. David was all alone in this matter. So what did he do? He turned to the one who was always with him, who was always for him. And it said, David strengthened himself in the Lord. Or as I said, another translation may say, David encouraged himself in the Lord. That's what we need to do. See, sometimes we're going to be all alone and we're not going to have somebody that's going to come alongside us to encourage us or to to say positive things to us. Sometimes we're going to be all alone. But even if we do have people that come along our side to try to help us or encourage us, 
We need to know where our true foundation is, and that is in the one who will never leave us, who always loves us, who always wants good for us, and that's God through the person of Jesus Christ. The Bible says David strengthened himself, encouraged himself. So how do you do that? Well, you do it by getting your mind off the problem and getting it on God. And some, one of the places you need to start is getting your peace back. Isaiah chapter 26, verse 3 says, You keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. See, we've lost our peace because we've lost our trust in God, lost our focus in God. But if we will say, no, no, wait a minute. I have no joy anymore. I have no peace anymore. I have no encouragement, no enthusiasm anymore. I have no hope anymore. anymore. Why? Because I've taken my eyes off the one who gives me all that. And that's God. Again, Isaiah 26, 3. You keep him in perfect peace. This is a promise. You keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts you. If you would determine to get your mind back on God, to get your mind on him and to trust him, then he will give you your peace back. And he'll keep you in perfect, which means complete peace. Amen. So we start looking at the promises of God. We start looking at the faithfulness of God. And I shared two of these scriptures with you before, but I want to share them again. Psalms 27 verses 13 through 14 from the New International Version says, I remain confident of this. I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait for the Lord. Be strong and take heart and wait for the Lord. Then Romans 15 verse 13, again from the New International Version. May the God of hope, now biblical hope again, is confident expectation based on God's word. We are confidently expecting what God said is his will for life will come to pass. So it says, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. When we have hope, we have joy, because hope is that confident expectation. And I'm telling you, when you are confidently expecting God's goodness to come to pass in your life, then you'll have joy. And you'll have it before you see the goodness, because you have so much anticipation, so much joy in anticipating what God is going to do in you and through you. So now the question is, will we take responsibility to get our peace back and to be of good courage? Will we take that responsibility? Listen to what it says in Joshua chapter 1 verse 9. This is what God instructed them because they were getting ready to go in and fight for the promised land. So he says this, have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened and do not be dismayed for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Amen. See, whether we like it or not, our life is a battle and we face hardships. So the question really is, how will we face them? Will we face them feeling sorry for ourselves and discouraged or will we face them with great courage and enthusiasm knowing that God is with us and that his will is coming to pass in our life. Let you and I be the ones who keep our minds and trust in God, our minds on God and our trust in him. And let's walk in that perfect peace and let's have that encouragement. Let's have that hope and let's be strong in the Lord. Either way, we're going to face the battles either way. So let's do it expecting victory in our life because God is a good God 
and he's always with us. So be of good courage today. Make that your choice to be of good courage. And again, you do that by getting your mind off the problem and getting your mind on God and what his word says, his promises, because he's faithful to watch over his word to perform it. We serve a good God, and he's always with us, and so we can rejoice in that, and we can be encouraged in that, and we can be of good courage because he is with us wherever we go, just like he told Joshua. Amen. Remember what the scripture says, why am I discouraged? Put your hope in God. We need to tell ourselves that. Thanks again for joining me for today's episode. I pray it's been a blessing. My name is Tim Dumas, and this has been the Hope for Healing, Faith for Living podcast. Until next time, may God's riches and best be yours.